Welcome to Minimalish. I'm your host, Desiree, and this is a podcast about minimalism, sort of. It's a podcast about how living with less stuff and less distractions can help us focus on what's most important. So what you'll find here, of course, we will talk to cluttering and living with less, but we'll also talk about the important things in life and how to approach them intentionally. We'll approach topics of motherhood, home life, relationships, work, our health, and the important things in general that fill up our days. And what you won't find here, a perfectionist version of minimalism. I'm a mom, a full-time teacher, and a podcaster, and I've found the version of minimalism that you may find on Instagram or Pinterest to be unattainable. We aren't minimalism purists here. We're simply focused on living with less in a way that's realistic to us. It's a version of minimalism I personally like to call minimal-ish. The goal is not living with less for the sake of less here, or to make sure our homes make us look like a minimalist. The goal is living with less in a real way so that we can have more time and space and energy to focus on what matters most. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome back to Minimalish. I'm your host, Desiree, and I am so grateful you're here. In today's episode, we are going to be approaching the topic of systems specifically for our laundry. One of the things I love most about living a more simplified, minimal life is the way it has helped me find routines, rhythms, and systems for my everyday life. It's also something that I am very imperfect at. There are certain routines that I've gotten down, and there are other ones that I just feel like I cannot get a grasp on. Today, I am bringing a guest on to talk about one of those things that I truly struggle to get a grasp on, and I know so many others struggle with it as well. It's just also something fun to talk about because so many of us do it differently and there are so many ideas out there to kind of hack the system. So while I've talked about rhythms, routines on the podcast before and I've had guests on to talk about them, we're getting specific today to laundry routines. Today I'm talking with Amy Eilers of House of Eilers and we are talking again all about the laundry routines. I struggle with laundry. It always seems like there is mostly a mountain of clothes that need to be folded and put away. I'm good on the whole washing and drying. We've simplified, we've decluttered a lot of clothes, but we still end up with this issue when we get to the folding part in the pudding way. So that's just what I struggle with. I want to throw that out there at the start. But Amy has a great laundry system down. I don't think laundry is fun. I don't think it's exciting. But when she talks about laundry, it just intrigues me. It makes me want to be better at laundry. She is great with systems in all the home things in general. She's also just super fun. So you should go find her on Instagram at House of Eilers. She's also at houseofeilers.com. She co-hosts the Mom Chat Monday podcast. And I just really enjoy everything she puts out into the world, including this conversation that we had on laundry. So even if you think I've got a laundry system down or laundry is boring, I don't want to talk about laundry, listen in because we had fun in this conversation. Amy is just a fun person to hear from and learn from. So I know you're going to enjoy this podcast wherever you stand with your current laundry systems. This is the perfect episode to bring with you to fold a pile of laundry. So go ahead and grab your phone, take it to your laundry room, and let's get to today's episode. 
I'm so excited to have Amy Eilers on the podcast today. Um, before we get started, Amy, could you just tell our listeners quickly a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, I'm so excited for being here. Thanks for like asking me to come on, um, especially for a fun topic like laundry, but which is like funny, it's a fun topic, but I'm really nerdy. My name's Amy. Um, I have a website and a, um, Instagram you can find me on House of Islers. And I am a mom of four daughters. They're seven and under. I'm married. We live in Wisconsin, born and raised, and we're very Midwesty. <laughs> and um, I just love sharing life, ways to enjoy life and simplify life, um, and trying to inspire and encourage people to just live less complicated. That's just like my happy spot. And that's basically what I do. I love that. Is that something that came out of like, once you had kids, just like a necessity? Or did oh. you go through this period where you like fully decluttered your home? Or what did that look like yeah. for you? Yeah, I'm a recovering, as people say, in the minimalist world, um, I'm a recovering maximalist. I, before kids, I loved, I didn't, I shouldn't say I loved, I kept everything. Um, I kept things out of guilt. Um, I kept things out of shame and like, the worry and the fear of, will I need this item? Or if this person gave me this gift that I absolutely hated, if they came over to my house one day and they were like looking for it, would I have it? You know, all these things that we, silly reasons we hold on to physical items. But then I became a mom and had two kids. And then we were super pregnant with our third and we were moving across the state away from all family and friends. And I got thrown from being a working mom to being a stay-at-home mom. And that was such a huge life shift for me that it really opened my eyes to look around at our environment physically in our home and be like, what am I doing? Like, I'm just not, I was just so complacent in life. And that's when I started reassessing the contents of our home. Um, I started reassessing the reasons I was feeling so overwhelmed emotionally and mentally in motherhood and in marriage. Um, and a lot of it came back to the physical things in our home and how they weighed us down. Um, the upkeep of them, just the emotional baggage of items physically in our home. And so I just started, just did a full home declutter. Um, I would say by the end of our move and then our declutter, we ditched at least two thirds of our possessions. And from there, it just like spiraled into lifestyle and then sharing it publicly. And that's where I'm at now. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I especially love how you share just like routines and systems around the home in general. I love that you, the way you share it, it just like, it doesn't feel like it's something that has to be kept to a T. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's just like, Oh, grace filled, but you also like you have a structure, but if yeah. something's well by the wayside, it's going to be okay. And I just feel like that's so realistic and, and so helpful. Yeah. And I used to be, I'm like, I'm very type A. I think a lot of people in this space can be type A. Um, and so it's a lot of that was rediscovering why I am the way I am. And a lot of it, I think is fear and anxiety based. And I used to like, think I needed to have those strict routines to like keep the home up and all these things. And I realized it was um, hurting my family and marriage and our home more than it was helping us. And that's when I found, you know, just the grace of rhythms and using these systems and structures to fall back on they're a backbone of the home, but they don't necessarily have to be like the leading force of the home. Like life should be the leading force of our home, not 
keeping up with cleaning bathrooms and mopping floors. Like that is not my goal in our home. Um, it has to be done. It's the unnecessary, you know, requirement of owning a home, but it doesn't have to be like, you know, the first step of everything we do every day. And that's where I think I love just sharing the grace of rhythms and, and letting go. It's okay to let go every once in a while. So good. Well, I, I'm super not type A, <laughs> like the opposite, the oh, very really? opposite. but yeah. I, as soon as I like start a routine, I will get into that mindset of like, if this isn't perfect and yeah. I will burn out of it really quickly. If I do that, yes. so I have to step back and be like, okay, wait, <laughs> it doesn't have to be like that. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. It often feels like it does. But today we're going to talk about laundry systems yeah. specifically, because I think that's one, I mean, I struggle with it, but so many of us struggle with it. A lot of, we were just talking before we hit record, like a lot of us have strong opinions about the best way to do it. And I think if we, if we feel that way about laundry, when our life shifts and that's no longer the best way to do it, then it's like starting from scratch. And it's one of those things that we, if we don't keep up with you feel the stress of it. So mm -hmm. I want to hear before we dive into kind of just getting as deep as we can into, <laughs> into laundry systems. Um, I want to hear about your system. What does it look like, like on a normal day or a normal week? Yeah. I, well, I love how you specified when life changes or, you know, our lifestyle changes, and then we all, we have to start over with these systems. And I think for me right now, it's important to specify like what the season of motherhood and life looks like for me, because my system, what we do right now is not what I did when I worked outside of the home. And it's probably not what I'll do in the future um, when our kids get more independent. But right now we have, you know, we have four kids at home, they're toddler, preschool and early elementary age. And I'm home with the kids all day. I work from home. Um, and I've basically adopted this method of the slow churn. There's no finality to laundry for me. Um, we just basically every morning, it's just a part of my morning rhythms. It's flexible. I don't have to do it every day, but almost, almost every day, often enough, I take a basket of laundry and I put it in the wash. And every morning, that's like my one task I do along with drinking coffee. It's like I get dressed. I carry the laundry to the hamper I take or washing machine. I take two minutes. I throw it in and then I grab my coffee. And it's as simple as that. And then I get to it throughout the day as I can, maybe in the afternoon, usually after lunch, right before we came on this call, because it's like 1230 here, I just flipped the laundry. So I put the washer into the dryer, turned it on, and I came on this call. It was another one to two minutes of my day. Um, and then tomorrow, when I hop in the laundry room, I'll probably fold what's in there. So it's never like, oh, I'm finishing laundry by the end of the day. That's not how I do it. Um, I don't like to spend my evenings folding because I just that's not the season of life that I'm in right now. Evenings are really busy with four kids um, that are not completely independent. So I can't, that just doesn't work for me. So I just slow churn. And every morning I just hop into the laundry room. I give it two to 10 minutes of my time and I go from there. And it's just the ever evolving method of just washing, drying and folding. Yeah. I, I really like the fact that I don't have to finish it by the end of the day, you know, because mm -hmm. my husband will bring up a hamper uh, full of laundry, like clean laundry to fold in the evening, like after everyone's went to bed, like that's the mm -hmm. last thing I want to do. I, it. yeah. It's not fun. <laughs> yeah. So that system sounds wonderful for like someone who has younger kids, but like we said, seasons change, mm -hmm. uh, things change. And I know, you know, when it comes down to it, there are so many different things that work, but whenever 
what happens to a lot of us, what happens to me with laundry, I am like, I'm not on top of laundry. Um, whenever we feel like so many of us get in this place where we feel like it's impossible to find a routine that's going to like bring me out from under the laundry pile, you know? So, um, what are some of your tips to someone who feels like I've tried so many different things? Um, I can't find something that works. I'm in this laundry rut or, you know, living with a laundry dirty pile mountain, or like for me, it's often like the clean pile that is the issue. So, um, what are, what are some of your tips to develop a system (laughs) with that, with laundry that works? So what I always talk to clients about when we build these rhythms for their lifestyle, because everybody's life is so different. You need to look at where you have margin in your day to do these necessary tasks, because unfortunately laundry is a necessary task. It's, it's an extension of living. It's not like um, gardening. That's a hobby task. You know what I mean? Like that's in, in, in our world today, that's not essential. It is essential for some, but it's not essential for all. Laundry is an extension of basic human need. Um, so you have to find the margin in your day that works for you. And that's going to be different for everyone. For me, it is, it's taking 10 minutes in the morning because we have slow, slow mornings here. So it's taking time in the morning to fold that load and carry it back to the room, um, and put it away. But if you're, when I was a working mom outside of the home, my laundry looked different. I had two days off a week and those were like days where I would do a couple loads of laundry. And I just, those were my laundry days. I was home in and out of activities. So every time I could, I just pop in, I would set an alarm on my phone, laundry done. Um, back then laundry machines didn't have like the smart option of like alerting you on your phone when they're done. Some people have that now I do not, but you know, I would just set an alarm on my phone and I would hit snooze, snooze, snooze until I remembered to go down to the basement and flip the laundry and grab, grab the clean load. Um, I like to always think about my mom who also had a lot of kids. Um, and also worked from home, but her system looked different. She just took what worked for her mentally was Monday was her laundry day. She shifted her work schedule to work more heavily on other days of the week and laundry. She would record her soap operas on VHS and all day Monday, she would just watch like days of our lives and young and the restless. And she would just power through a family of sixes, mounds of laundry. And I remember the, like the utility room, we would just have piles of like sorted laundry. And it was like, leaf piles. And it was so fun as a kid, but for her, it was just Monday. And she, throughout the day, she would chug at it and fold her whole bed would be covered with folded laundry. And on Monday night, we would all put our laundry away. And that's what worked for her. And I think the thing to remember when we're trying to find a way to make it work for us is what works for me is not going to work for you. You have to find what you and how you can make it a way to maybe enjoy it. A lot of people we were talking about not, not folding laundry on the couch. I know some people do love that. You know, they've, sit down with their husband, grab a hamper or just by themselves, turn on some TV that they love and just zone out and fold laundry for a half an hour. And that works for them great. So I think it's finding ways to find the margin in your day and then also to find ways to have it stacked to make it more enjoyable. And that I think is maybe the key to success for laundry. That's like great advice for any you know rhythm that you're trying to add to your day, just the idea of finding that margin and you know, if the margin is only like one or two days a week, then it's going to look totally different than if mm-hmm. you have, you know, 20 minutes in the morning that you could dedicate to it and plug away at it daily. So folding and getting things put away for me, that's my biggest struggle. So I just figured, you know what, I'll throw this in here. I think a lot of people struggle with that too. It's, you know, you always see the memes that is like, takes me. <laughs> 
seven business days to get laundry, you know, from the clean hamper into the back into the drawers or the closet. So what are some of your tips for that? I think a lot of it is based on like the space you're working with. I think we all have different resources, different floor plans to our home. So that's a huge factor. What I do now, I did not do four years ago. And I wonder if I have the tools in place. If I would have, I think maybe I would have. For me, I have some upcycled kind of like serving trays. They're baskets, they're shallow rectangular baskets and they sit on top of our washer and dryer. One, they look really adorable. I got them from my old employer back in the day was going to throw them away. And I was like, do not throw these baskets away. Like, how dare you? So she let me have them. And now they're like our folding baskets. So I used to try to fold straight from the dryer and it didn't work out because I didn't have like folding trays, which is so silly, but I had like a big bulky hamper. I was bending over constantly. It hurt my back. Um, but now because I have these trays, it's just very simple. I fold straight from the dryer into these trays on top of the dryer. And then I carry this, this basket and I feel very Martha Stewart when I do it. And it's so silly. It's literally a basket that was going into the garbage, but it makes me feel so fancy and cool. And I always, when I do it, I think of Martha Stewart. I'm like, this is something she would do in a magazine, like carry a basket of folded laundry through a house. And I put it away and it takes literally eight to 10 minutes. I time myself often in stories because it's, Often I'm like, oh, I just don't want to do it. And I'm like, I'm going to time myself. And it works so well. And it's like, geez, it only took eight minutes. But um, I fold straight from the dryer. And I think part of that also is environment and what space you're working with. But I don't want to jump to that yet. But um, I do fold straight from the dryer. So that works for me. I know that's not going to work for everyone. Um, I used to fold on the kitchen island. And that also was a very therapeutic space to do it. I think you, I think there's nothing wrong with just bringing the laundry to a room that makes you happy and just like fold in there and be serene about it. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I have a 10 week old. So right now it's just like finding, you know, the, the time to do this folding and I'm trying to figure out what works best. Like this morning I folded right from the dryer. Um, but what I was doing for a while was we'd have a big pile and I'd bring it into our one hallway. That's like a big wide hallway. Um, and my daughter and my older daughter and I would sit and fold laundry together and she's four and a half. So like she would be the laundry robot and it was like a whole thing, you yeah. know, it was really yeah. fun for her and half the time nothing was getting done on her part, but she was helping and you know, it, it worked. So it's, I, I, I also got, um, a lot of advice from people saying they just don't, they just decided in this season, they're not really folding laundry and like, yeah. If they're, if someone in the house that's old enough to do their own, once it folded, they'll do it themselves. And, um, you know, there's a lot of like clothing storage options that you could use that don't really need folding. And if your mm-hmm. toddler has a little bit of wrinkles in their clothes, like that's okay too. <laughs> oh yeah. That's such a huge thing. Our kids, um, don't necessarily fold their clothes, their laundry. So when I'm talking about folding, I'm talking about my husband's and mine, because we prefer like our clothes folded. But our kids, they get their clothes in their own little laundry bin and they're responsible for putting it away. If it, I don't care if it's folded or not. Like they're building that skill right now. If it's in their closet and I can close the door enough to be like, it's bedtime and I'm closing your door for the night. Like, that's good. I just had a daughter this morning. Her closet was just like wild. And I was like, before we go to story time at the library, you have to tidy your closet. At least get your stuff in your drawers where it belongs bring the dirty clothes to the hamper 
And she did it because it was, you have to do this before you do this and being firm in my boundary as a parent, that natural consequence, but what it looks like to me, I don't care about. Like if it's in the space, it's good enough. And that is, you know, is folding a a necessity for you or is just getting it into the room that it needs to be in to wear the next time the necessity, then make that your top priority. I think with things like folding, especially with laundry, it's like, oh, I just have to get it done. And we're so focused on getting it done that then we get frustrated if we do get interrupted. If we have like a baby that's crying, all of a sudden needs to nurse or, you know, a toddler that needs snack because it's snack time and they're hungry and tired. And it's okay if that pauses the task, if your laundry sits half folded and, um, and it just sits like that for a day. It's okay. You can come to it tomorrow. Often our laundry will sit folded and it doesn't get put away right away. Or it'll sit in the dryer for a day or two. And what I do is I give myself like rules for myself. So with laundry, that's one space where I used to really struggle with it. But now because I've made up these silly rules that I have to follow, um, like I don't put clothes from the washer to the dryer until the dryer is folded. So like if there's clothes in the dryer, if they've been there for the last two days, nothing will move. There will be no laundry rotation until I fold those clothes. And now because I made that rule, like I never get behind. Cause it's like, Oh, it's towels. But it's like, that takes two minutes to do towels or, Oh, it's the kids clothes. Well, it takes, you know, six minutes to sort out their clothes, um, into their bins. And if they fold them, who cares? It's a lot of just like finding what's important to you and letting go of the rest. And for me, keeping the laundry going and keeping the motion of the laundry going is what's important. The final result and how perfect it is, isn't important. So that's kind of a rule that I follow. I hope you're enjoying today's episode, but I want to take a quick break to thank our sponsor that's making today's episode possible. When you want to improve your work life, you surround yourself with the best people you can find. So how do you find them? You need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Find great talent faster through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. And with Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed Data US. One of the things I love about Indeed is the virtual interviews. The virtual interviews save you time. You can message, schedule, and interview top talent seamlessly all in one place, and they make it easy to connect with your applicants. You don't need to install anything extra to your computer to set up these interviews. The virtual interviews work straight from your browser. Indeed is an unbelievably powerful hiring partner, delivering four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest 2019. So you can join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Sign up for Indeed now and get a $75 credit towards your first sponsored job. Plus, earn up to $500 extra in sponsored job credits with Indeed's virtual interviews. Visit Indeed.com slash Minimalish to learn more. Claim your credits at Indeed.com slash Minimalish. Indeed.com slash Minimalish. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well... That's kind of a perfect segue into what I wanted to ask you next, which is having the kids help. Um, so, you know, you gave one example of how your kids help with this, but uh, what are some other ways that we could get our kids involved in the laundry? Oh, yeah. 
I love, I love, especially because I'm home with kids. And that's another thing. It might look different for someone who's trying to do laundry at the end of a long work day and their kids are getting ready for bed and it might not be as easy to invite them in, but I love, I'm home with them right now. I invite them in. Um, or I'll say to them, Hey, can you flip the laundry into the dryer? And they're like, sure. Cause I know that load has nothing, you know, that maybe needs to be hang dried or whatever, but it's, they're so capable. Our two-year-old will do it sometimes. And it's just fun for them because they're playing house. Essentially it's, they get to play with the, the big kid toys and they're little and it's fun. You kind of touched on right there. Um, the bins that you have for your kids. So I, I'm going to send everyone to your Instagram. You're um, at House of Eilers and I'll have that in the show notes to get the visual of this. But can you talk a little bit about like your setup, your organization um, that you have in your laundry room? Yeah, we have um, our laundry room is kind of built with our it's like a laundry room mudroom. And it's kind of it's not a huge space, but it's designed to just be really as functional as I could make it for six people um, because we did build our home. So that's the thing is I got to like, you know, fine tune all these details where I got to just nerd out. But basically we have um, our washer and dryer. We have the baskets on top for my husband's and my clothes. And then we have the kids baskets. And I, when I fold laundry from the dryer or take laundry out of the dryer, ours gets folded in our bin and then the kids gets in their bin and it's their responsibility at some time to like empty that basket. And the thing is, is that basket provides a physical, a physical limitation. If the basket gets too full, I can't give you any more clean laundry. So like you need to go put your laundry away. It's a great way for me that I teach the kids like boundaries and physical space and limitations. And we have to, you know, respect those. The other thing with that is Right now I'm in a season where I am washing all of their clothes because they aren't independent enough to do a load themselves. Our oldest is just starting to get there. But a lot of people, part of the struggle with laundry is finding the part that's most annoying to you. Some people, the folding's most annoying. So like, let that go. It doesn't have to be perfectly folded. Some people, the sorting is most annoying. If that's the case, um, make it easier. Get your kids, like all of our kids each have a different style socks. So that way sorting for them is not hard. It's like, oh, I know this one girl has, you know, crew socks. This one has like the low cut socks and it makes it really easy to sort. Another option is to give each person their dirty hamper and wash one person's laundry at a time. So that way you don't have to sort person to person to person and deal with the stress. It's just like, here's your dirty clothes. Okay. Here's your clothes back clean. You don't have to sort six people's laundry out um, because that can be really annoying for people. So and that is something that would work well in our space because we do have it set up for everyone to have their own bins. Um, but thinking and figuring out the most annoying parts of laundry for you and how you can improve them. That is great. And I think that's like where I'm starting to get to of just like, what is going to make this easier? I think for me, um, having, especially with baby clothes, I, yeah, I just like can't have those mixed into everything else because then just yeah. like a pulling a onesie out of someone's shirt, like that got stuck in there and it just, yeah. crazy. <laughs> so I, I know that. you'll go to put your leggings on and you'll like push out like, you know, a pair of like kids underwear and you're like, that's not supposed to be in there. <laughs> yeah. And if, and that's the thing is if, you know, finding with any of these home tasks, finding what's most annoying to you about it, and then just tackling that main problem first, how can I problem solve that most annoying issue? And then it will have a ripple effect. It will have a snowball effect of, wow, I took away the most annoying part and now it's not so bad anymore. 
Yeah. So good. It's a good like mindset trick. Speaking of the laundry room, um, you know, I do laundry in a basement that like sometimes has bugs in it and everything else, you know, spiders. So, you know, whatever, regardless of what our laundry room might or laundry space even might look like, uh, do you have any tips for getting organized and making the laundry space a little bit more of a happy place, even if it's like a dungy basement? Yeah. Oh yeah. And this is, so this is our fourth home. So we've had laundry and basically every scenario you can imagine between like all of our homes that we've lived in. Um, many a year I had banister laundry where that dirty basket sits on, you know, sits down by the banister until I can carry it down to the basement. And I have time of the day because I have newborns and all of that. So I've had, I've kind of gone through all of those seasons and different floor plans. Um, we've lived in a ranch, a multi-level, a bi-level, you know, we live in another ranch now, but anyways, I think what I like to do with clients and with myself, whenever I'm kind of revamping or reconfiguring or trying to reorganize a space is I try to tap into my five senses, which is kind of silly and it's kind of hippie and whatever, but this is how we live. We live by our five senses. So if you're in your laundry room, no matter what, where it is in your home, you can think about your senses, um, sight. One of my favorite things to do in a laundry room or a bathroom or a pantry is check your lighting. Do you, is it as simple as getting like a $5 light bulb with a different Kelvin rating so that it's like the bright daylight kind of look instead of that like yellowish lighting, which is more for like setting the mood in the evening. It could be as simple as like switching that light switch out and then you flip it on. You're like, wow, it's so bright in here. It looks so much better. It could be as easy as that. Um, Touch keep it clean. And laundry rooms are kind of hard to keep clean. They are dusty. I have like a little command hook on the side of our dryer and I just have like a regular old microfiber cloth on it. And I have have habits stacked with whenever I throw a load of rags in, I grab that microfiber cloth at the, I throw in the rags, grab the microfiber cloth off the dryer. I kind of dust like 30 seconds, quick dust the two machines. And then I just toss it in the load, wash dry. And when I'm folding those rags, I just hang that cloth back up and it keeps, it's so silly. You don't think about visually how dungy and dirty your washing machine can get and your dryer can get until you actually like look at it. And once you polish it, it's a very rewarding feeling like, wow, that's like, you know, doesn't look so bad anymore. Um, smell a lot, a lot of times in laundry room, maybe you can just like plug in, you know, something, or, you know, maybe you have like a little spritzer of like an essential oil mix or a favorite room spray. And when you walk into the laundry room, like have it by the light switch and just do a squirt quick while you're in there. So you can kind of just like, you know, invoke your, your sense of smell while you're in there. Um, and then I also like to make a a happy spot in those kinds of spaces. So in our laundry room, I have nothing fancy. I just have like a hand lotion and a chapstick in there. And so when I go into the laundry room, I lotion my hands, which is also really great because you're touching linens. It like dries out or you're touching fabrics. It's naturally drying out your skin. So I lotion my hands. And then I put on some chapstick and then I do the laundry. So it's like 30 seconds of self-care. But once you get used to doing that, it's such a great, um, just like boost to your day that you get so used to it. And you're like, oh, I get to, you know, I'm just going to just take care of myself for 30 seconds before I take care of our family and home. And it's a great way to just add that into your day. And I think just works really well to just bring those senses and invoking those senses into the silly tasks of home care. You know, like I said about my basement, I think it's, it's easy to just like ignore that space. Yeah. Especially because nobody else is going to see it. I'm the only one who's Mm going to go down to my basement to do, or my husband and I 
definitely tag team it, but you know, it's not like a guest is going to come in and see my laundry area. So it Mm -hmm. just gets neglected as in it's a basement, but (laughs) if I'm going to spend time in there, if I'm going to actually want to do it, then there has to be something there to make it a little more enjoyable. Well, and that's the thing is this space is just for you and and it is a basement, but also it's, it's an, you have to do it. You're going to have to go down there anyways. Like why not take 10 minutes tomorrow and like, just like make a little few improvements, throw a chapstick and a lotion down there or throw like a little room spray down there or check the light bulb. And, and then it's done. It's done forever. You've improved the space slightly and, and you can start to try and join it because this is the only life we get. Yeah. Laundry is mundane, but those everything else that we do in our home, doing the dishes, scrubbing the toilets, it's all mundane, but it's necessary. And so if we can bring us the, the silliest, littlest amount of joy to it, why not? Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. Do you listen to anything while you do the laundry? I'm just curious. Sometimes, oh, yeah. sometimes I throw on a podcast or something. Oh, absolutely. That's one of my favorite things to do is after breakfast, like the kids will go play and it's, I'm only in there for eight to 10 minutes, but I will turn on like whatever I'm in the mood for. Sometimes it's a podcast. Um, sometimes it's just like turning on like my favorite artists. I'll just like bring my phone in there. Nothing fancy, no speaker. Half the time I don't have my AirPods. I just like play it on my phone and it's enough, but it's kind of crazy how such a simple thing of like adding that auditory stimulation of something enjoyable can really increase, you know, your mood and productivity when you're in the space. Yeah, absolutely. I have done that recently with cooking. I was just like in a cooking rut and not feeling it. And I started listening. I used to do this all the time before I had kids and it kind of stopped Mm -hmm. mostly because my four-year-old likes to request her own songs. Oh yeah, I know. That's the worst, (laughs) Grabbed a drink and cooked and it was like a whole different experience. It's crazy. It really is. So before we end our conversation on laundry, um, I have two questions that I ask every guest, but before we get there, I want to know, are there any like game changers or laundry tips in general that you want to share before, before we stop talking about laundry? Yeah. I think one final thought on laundry is, is this was kind of the game changer for me was accepting and realizing that these kind of home chores are never done. There's no finality to them. I think we live in a world that is so hustle mindset, so get to the finish line, um, so goal oriented that we forget that some things just can't be finished Um, along with, you know, the illusion of perfection, which is like non-existent. I tell our girls all the time, they'll say, you know, I want my hair perfect. Well, there's no such thing as perfect. Perfect is not real, but we can get your hair looking great, you know, and I think taking those words out of our narrative are so powerful. Um, but the day I accepted, I'm never, I'm never going to get laundry done. It's not even possible. It's not on the table was the day I realized like, Hey, it's not so bad after all just took the pressure off. And so for me, just with laundry, it's never going to be done and just accept it and be like, cool with it, you know, and then it's okay. I love it. That's so good. A lot of household chores could be, yeah, you know, that same mindset shift can make a mm-hmm. huge change in the way we think about them and approach them. Okay. So I have two questions that I ask every guest and I'm actually sh- shifting back to an old question um, that I used to ask a long time ago. So if anybody's listening, it's like, this sounds different. That's why I'm going back. 
going backwards. Um, <laughs> but the first question, which is the one that I'm going backwards on is, uh, what's one thing that you're simplifying right now in your life? I currently am simplifying my emotional reactiveness. And I think that's the fun part about this lifestyle is once you do the physical stuff and then once you do the home stuff and the rhythms and the chores and the meal planning, you get to this space where you get to play with who you are. And I'm starting to just have time and space to assess myself um, unapologetically. And I am a very emotionally reactive person. God made me that way. And it is beautiful, but it is also very tumultuous in many situations. And just assessing um, when I'm more emotionally reactive, um, hormonally and my cycle and all of these crazy things that play into it and how I can just better myself. And it's just a really cool thing to work on simplifying and, and improving. So, yeah, that's such a, that's such a good one. My second question is what's something that you're loving right now? Right now I am loving, um, summer. We live in Wisconsin. And so winters are long and winters are hard and summer is short, but it is amazing. Um, the sun doesn't set. We live in Northern Wisconsin. So the sun doesn't set until like just after 10, maybe like 10, 15, sometime, I don't know, in the dead of summer, maybe later, but it's just so great how long the days are and the weather and the kids are home. We can just go on walks and all the cool things that you get to do in summer that you can't do in the winter. And I'm just like soaking it in as much as I can. That's so good. Today is when we're talking is the actual first day of summer, I think. So it is the 21st. Look at that. It is the first day of summer. Oh, that's so fun. Perfect answer for that. (laughs) Yeah, that is. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for this conversation. Um, I didn't know that we could get so deep into laundry, but we did. So (laughs) thank you for having me and letting me nerd out about laundry because I think it's just such a fun topic and it's just so brushed over when it's, especially when it's something that's such a part of our life. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I know I certainly enjoyed that conversation with Amy. It gave me so many ideas into how to make laundry a less terrible task in my own home. So I have a couple of places where I think our challenge for today could stem from. If you are new to the podcast, this part of the show, I usually just give a quick challenge, take it or leave it. It's just kind of a way to have an application point for the episode because I like to make things applicable like to make it so that you can take action on it if you don't already have something floating around your head that you want to go do to take action on this episode. Two places where I think I'm going to be thinking a little deeper or taking action. The first one is what is the most annoying part of laundry for you? Or if laundry, if you're good with laundry, maybe think about the other household task that is your nemesis that you do not love. What's the most annoying part of it? And how can you kind of get rid of that or shift it so that it is a little less annoying and it's not, it's not going to keep you from actually doing the task, just thinking about it. The second application point and my favorite and the one I'm most excited about is, is there something that you can do today or tomorrow to change your laundry space and make it a space that you want to be in a little bit more. This doesn't have to be a full-on laundry room makeover or 
you know, remodel, of course, that would take a lot longer. But what can you do to make it a little more organized or a little more peaceful of a space to be in, in general, a place that you want to be in? Maybe it's just taking your phone in with you and putting music on or a podcast on while you do the laundry. Or maybe it is having that little basket of self-care things, like Amy mentioned, chapstick, lotion, before you start your laundry each day. Just something to make the space just like 10% better and a place where you don't hate to be in. Because for a lot of us, I think our laundry is hidden away in those parts of our homes that get left behind because they're, they're not places where guests would go or they're not places that we're in often other than maybe to do the laundry. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so grateful for you for listening in. And if you did enjoy it, I would love it if you could share it with a friend or share it on Instagram or any social media that you use and like to share things on. Every time you share the show and invite another listener in, it helps grow this community. And I'm just so grateful for you for that. Another way you can help the show is to leave a rating or review if you're loving the show. That is one of the main ways that podcasts kind of get in front of more eyes and ears on the actual podcast platform. So I'm always very appreciative when anyone leaves a positive rating or review. That is all for today's episode and I hope it helped in some way. I will talk to you right back here again on the next episode. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.